Good morning, all listeners. It's Saturday, October 7th, 2023. It is 7.55 a.m. Pacific time, and this is episode 283 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. I'm Boogie! And I am the Baron. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Saturday. Saturday morning here in Las Vegas, Nevada on the 7th of October, 2023. It's a beautiful morning for some football and a beautiful morning for some postseason baseball. Boogie, one of my favorite times of the year, my man. We got postseason baseball, NFL, and uh, college football all this weekend with NHL, NBA starting soon, college basketball. What a time to be alive, my man. What a time to be alive, my friend. Uh, I love the fall classic is here. We've got baseball, postseason, uh, college football is in the swing of things. Absolutely excited. Uh, We're going to be doing some banner raising on the 10th here in Vegas for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. uh, Winning their NHL, first NHL championship. Uh, And it's going to be a great time to be in the NBA Dame Lillard gets traded, so there's a lot of stuff going on in the uh, the sports world, so can't wait to uh, see what happens this fall, but we are rolling here in these uh, October days now. We will dive into all things college hoop, NBA, and NHL as time permits, but right now, Bugs, we have to concentrate on what's really happening right in front of us. What is that? Tomorrow's episode 284 will be NFL, um, and then... Obviously, today we have a full college slate, but we want to start with a little postseason baseball, and that's where we'll begin. Today's episode will be seven best bets. You heard that right. Boogie and I are changing the format. We um, have been selecting less games, putting more money down, and uh, it's been profitable. Last week, the first week of that uh, transition, gave us a 6-3-1 and one record, hitting at 67% through, the, through two days. We were... Uh, we were four and two in college, and we were two and one um, in the NFL, and we had that push out there in college as well. So, dang Steelers! <laughs> yeah, Steelers really screwed the pooch, but we'll get to them later uh, in tomorrow's episode. But a six-three and one weekend for us got us cleaning up at a sixty-seven percent clip. As you guys know, that are in this industry, if you hit about fifty-five percent, you're, you're you're even. So we are above the Mason-Dixon line. Racking in the units, all of our bets have been very well um, calculated, and uh, we went through today's sheet with a fine-tooth comb. We have two MLB postseason picks for you guys on today's episode, as well as five college games scattered out chronologically throughout the day. And we'll begin with the postseason, Boogie. Our first game on the docket today in our postseason is the Rangers and the Orioles. This is going to be a promising series. It promises to be something very special. And Baltimore, obviously, notably at 28-1, to won the American League East. And so far, Boogs, in the uh, American League playoffs, the American League East teams have not been uh, – they haven't won a game. They're 0-4 mm-hmm. with uh, Texas knocking out Tampa Bay in the wild card round at Tampa, a 4-0 win and a 7-1 victory for the Rangers in the two games to sweep the Rays out of the playoffs. After the Rays won 99 games in the regular season and almost won the AL East title, the Rangers went down there and smoked them out, scoring them 11-1 to in the two games in the series. And Texas is doing it with good pitching and timely hitting. Mm-hmm. And that's what the postseason's all about. They have a kid named Evan Carter they called up on September 8th. 
Since his call up to the big leagues, this kid's batting 360 with 10 homers and 25 ribbies in only 25 games. This kid is on fire. This lineup is very good. Um, we know they spent a lot of money on the offseason, and they added Scherzer. They added DeGrom. Neither of them are here. And in those first two games of that series, Jordan Montgomery and Nathan Eovaldi stepped up to the plate and threw gems for the Rangers, and their lineup came to play. Um, and that's kind of what it takes here to win in the playoffs. We're kind of wondering what we're going to get from a Baltimore team. You know, the Rangers never stop playing baseball. They, 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 their season ended on Sunday, off Monday, traveled down Tampa, one, one against Tampa Tuesday, Wednesday, and now traveling uh, up to Baltimore now. Um, we're sensing maybe a little bit of a rust factor. This is Baltimore's first uh, playoff game at home since the 2017 season as they've been bottom feeders, and we know now they have a young, stacked roster Kyle Bradish is pitching for them, and he's been pretty good this year. Yeah. He's their game one starter. Mm-hmm. Um, lineups were just announced. You can see the lineups right there. That's the Evan Carter guy I was talking about in the six hole, batting behind Adolis Garcia. Um, Simeon, Seeger, Grossman, Garcia, Heem is good. Josh Jung, Tavares, this is a nice team. Um, and Baltimore boasts a pretty good lineup as well with uh, Austin Hayes and Rutschman, Santander, Mountcastle, Gunnar Henderson. Seti Marlins, Aaron Hicks, your boy from the Yankees. Um, first playoff game at home for Baltimore, and I think we might be sensing a little bit of rust slash letdown here um, from the O's. Yeah, I mean, this is a game that I I would have probably went on Baltimore's side. Uh, Kyle Bradish is having a great season. Uh, he also pitched pretty well against the uh, American League as one of the best pitchers there. Uh, 27-year-old has showed improvement, control for sure. But the Rangers have the bats here, I think, today. And they have the momentum. And that's what I'm going with right now. I'm just going on field with the Rangers. Uh, With Haney on the mound, uh, I think he was about 1-1. A higher ERA than I would like to back. But I do like this Rangers offense a lot. I think that Baltimore coming off of the rust a little bit factor uh, they haven't played in... in it's uh, been a week. It's been over a week. Longest layoff of the season. Yeah, so we got to go here with Texas. I mm. think that uh, they can do enough on the offense to take care of business over Bradish and those Baltimore Orioles. Hey, welcome to the postseason, Baltimore Orioles, though. It's yeah. a team that we've really been watching for uh, over the last <coughs> couple of years, so shout yeah. out to them. Uh, Boston and New York, not in the postseason uh, for the first time, and the Cardinals for the first time in I think over 30 years. Wow. So this is something that is going to be a little different in the postseason. Obviously, on the other side, we have the Dodgers, the Braves as as regular favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're looking at two teams here that are going to fight. Uh, I think it's going to be a good series. Mm-hmm. But in Game 1, I like Texas and those bats as they have the momentum over the Tampa Bay Rays. I like Texas. That's our first pick of the day. The Texas Rangers to steal Game 1 in Baltimore. Texas Rangers are plus $1.23, so a nice little juicy underdog. Um, very nice, very nice price there on the Rangers. And speaking of the AL East, you talked about how the Yankees and the Red Sox didn't make the postseason. And then the Rays and the Blue Jays, 0-4 this postseason. I mean, here's the thing is, is that October is a different animal versus the regular season. Tampa Bay was on such a tear uh, they set records as uh, the best start in baseball history. Um, and they also obviously uh, just did not uh, – they just fizzled out. I mean, yep. you go down 
0-2, I mean, it's tough in wild card play, you know, and it's really yep. who it's hot. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, especially in the last 10 years, you've seen a lot of even wild card teams win the World Series. So all the these time. all the time, yeah. So this is going to be something that I think you're going to have to watch for the next few weeks. Yep. As uh, sometimes the best teams do not win in baseball. These hundred win teams are always on high alert. You think back to the the 2001 Mariners and that loaded Yankees team that schemes back in the day that won 100 games. A lot of the times, winning 100 games doesn't do much for you except it gets you a good seed. You look at last year, Atlanta won 100 games and they lost to Philly in the NLDS. Now we get a rematch of that series, which promises to be great. So if I'm the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Orioles, I'm proceeding with caution. You have to execute. Absolutely. Your 100 wins don't mean a damn thing Mm -hmm. in the postseason. You get to the postseason. We saw it last year with the Padres and the Phillies out of the five and six spots going to the NLCS with the Phillies. Going to the World Series. Great pitching, timely hitting. Yep, and good defense. Great defense. That's what it takes. And that's why the Rays got eliminated by the Rangers. Their defense, they had four errors in game mm-hmm. one. It, it, it matters. It really matters. Um, so that's our first play is the Rangers. We're staying off the Phillies, Braves, Diamondbacks, and Dodgers. So those games are at 3 and 620 on, on TBS. Um, all four wild card series were sweeps with the Diamondbacks uh Two comeback wins against the Brewers to move on to play the Dodgers today with Merrill Kelly on the mound against Kershaw. And we saw the Phillies sweep the Marlins at home, and that place was rocking. And now they're up to a different animal. Now they got to travel to Atlanta to play the best team in baseball with Ranger Suarez against Spencer Strider. We opted off of those games. That's more of a wait and see to kind of see, you know, based off of the Braves and Dodgers, off of the rust factor and winning all those games and the Phillies and Diamondbacks coming in hot. So... Off those games, but our second play is going to be the defending, the reigning and defending World Series champions. The Houston Astros looking to defend their crown at home today against the Twins. And they don't fit the criteria of a 100-win team. They were 90-72. and They did win the NL West on the last day of the season. A win for them and a Rangers loss got them to the two-seed and a bye. So they did not have to participate in the wild card round. Minnesota really looked impressive in their series um, at home against the Blue Jays. They won three to two and two to one. Now, granted, this team does not score a ton of runs, but their pitching was lights out. They got great outings from Pablo Lopez and Jose Barrios. Mm-hmm. Now they throw Bailey over in Game One against Justin Verlander. And the Astros look to defend their World Series crown. And this team is built for October. You look at this team and how many World Series appearances and titles they've had over the last several years. And they have their core group of guys back. Interesting caveat in this game is the fact that Carlos Correa, a mainstay in that Astros roster for all those postseason trips, is now the shortstop for the Minnesota Twins. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the Astros and you look at this lineup and you look at the pitching, you have Justin Verlander going here game one, a mainstay, a big-time Cy Young winner, World Series champ with the Astros. And when you look at their lineup, <clears throat> not much has changed outside of losing Correa. You have Jeremy Pena playing short now. He was the uh, World Series MVP last year. Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, Altuve, Bregman, all these guys are mainstays in this in this dynasty run for the Strohs. And when I look at them at a very affordable price of $1.50, <clears throat> and I don't see anybody backing them, 
They're drinking the Twins tea. <clears throat> we got to keep in mind here, that was the first Twins series win in 18 years. Yeah. They haven't won a playoff game in 18 years, let alone a series. And they finally made it happen. But now they have to travel to Minute Maid Park to take on an Astros team with a Hall of Fame pitcher on the mound and a loaded lineup. I think this is the game that Minnesota gets humbled. And I think the Astros and their fans in that home field, they were so good at home last year in the postseason. And I don't see anything changing here. Minute Maid Park in Houston. 1.45 p.m. on FS1. Boogie and I's second play on the pod and second and final baseball pick is the Houston Astros, minus $1.51. Yeah, I got to go Astros here. Verlander has got the veteran um, postseason play. Astros have obvious postseason success. Yep. Um, they're at home. Uh, this Twins team has not had much success uh, in the past <coughs> in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's going to also play a little bit of it. They just finally played a great uh, two games against the Blue Jays. Uh, but it was kind of weird, you know, because this was the first time ever that all of the uh, the postseason wildcard teams, all the winners swept the series. 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0. Pretty interesting there. <clears throat> uh, but you do have a belly over that was okay, 8-6. and six. Verlander, uh, not as uh, dominant as far as strikeouts go uh, this season. I believe he had about 144. Uh, last year, he had about a, just under 200. Um, but the experience factor is where I'm playing here, and I like the Astros, minus 151, take care of business at home and get that first W of the postseason. The experience factor all day long, I don't think there'll be a rust factor here. Houston is a well-oiled machine, and like I said, they are built for October, Um, and nobody wants them. All the bets and money are on the Twins, and rightfully so. They looked very good in the two games at home against the Blue Jays. This is a different animal, though, man. You're playing the defending World Series champs, and I think they're going to do everything they can to defend the crown. And we talked about the Twins this year. I mean, I know the postseason is a different animal, but the Twins were kind of the team that we just kind of wrote off. You know, they won the NL Central with 87 wins. Weakest division in all of baseball. It's weird because the National League has the same situation with the Central. What's going on with those Central teams? I don't know. They've never been really good. But yet the uh, Cardinals will go ahead and win the World Series every once in a while. Yeah, and that's it. (laughs) Brewers did the same thing the Brewers always do is Mm -hmm. come in and go out. Um, So those are our postseason games. you got baseball all day. Our two picks today, we are staying in the great state of Texas with the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. First two plays on the docket today. We'll move on. We'll talk a little bit tomorrow uh, about baseball because game two of Rangers, Orioles, and Twins, Astros will be tomorrow. Jordan Montgomery against Grayson Rodriguez and Pablo Lopez against Fromber Valdez. So we will talk a little baseball tomorrow amongst the NFL slate tomorrow. But let's move on to college football. This is where we make our money. This is where uh, this has been a cash cow for us all season long. We are now in week six of the college football season with a lot of these teams playing for a lot. And we previewed this on Sunday. The game of the week is the Red River rivalry down at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas, between number 12 undefeated Oklahoma and number 3 undefeated Texas. Big rivalry game. It was a blowout last year, and Texas has looked good all year, and quite frankly, so has Oklahoma. Um, Both of these teams are looking to renew a rivalry that dates back all the way before we were even born, Boogie. Mm. And um, it's going to be a beautiful thing. Can't wait to see the Sooners and the Horns lock up here. 9 o'clock ABC, game of the day. We get it out of the way early. 
And um, this is a pretty simple uh, take for Boogie and I. <clears throat> we always say if you think a team can win, go ahead and take the points. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Oklahoma can win this game. When you look at the matchup predictor for the ESPN analytical page, they actually have a 54.7% by the ESPN analytics to actually win this game. Um, and you're giving me six points with Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma could pull off the upset here. I mean, if you want to call it an upset, both teams are undefeated. But from 12 upsetting a three, um, this is going to go a long way in deciding which of these two Big 12 programs could potentially participate in the college football playoff. Um, a win here for Oklahoma, they will sky up the rankings. And a win here for Texas, they might slide into that two spot, depending on what happens with Michigan and Georgia today. So a big game, game of the day on ABC, um, Red River Rivalry. And Boogie and I got to take these points, man, because you know our saying, if you think they can win, take the points. Our first college football game of the day is the Oklahoma Sooners plus six in the Red River Shootout. It's going to be a great game, I believe. Um, it's the first time that both teams are coming into this Red River Rivalry undefeated since 2011. Um, and I think Oklahoma, backed by uh, Dylan Gabriel and that uh, great defense, uh, absolutely going to be a scorcher of a game starting at 12 noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, we definitely got to go with Oklahoma Sooners here. You're catching <coughs> six points in a game that they could possibly win. Uh, I got to go ahead and back the Sooners here in a great game. It's going to be an awesome game. You look at the Big 12 standings, Oklahoma, Texas, and West Virginia. Three-way tie for first place in the Big 12. Dub V. Huh? Dub V, who got a bye week this week to try to get healthy. And um, so they will be idle. And now whoever wins this game, they'll be uh, in first, and Dub V will be in second. We'll see if Dub V can chase down these juggernauts. Nonetheless, Oklahoma-Texas, game of the week. We're taking Oklahoma, getting the six. Potential upset spot. I think it's going to be a great game that comes down to a field goal either way. We moved it to the 1230 window. This is great. Guys, we spaced these games out so well. The way that we gave these games out is essentially going to be an all-day affair, and we go to the SEC on CBS Potentially the second best game of the day. Boogie and I really only like to handicap and give out picks on the big, big games that everyone's going to watch. And everybody's going to tune into this. Alabama at Texas A&M. Number 11 in the country, Alabama, 4-1, 2-0 in the SEC. At Texas A&M, 4-1, 2-0 in the SEC. Texas A&M's won three straight. Uh, Their only loss of the season was at Miami on the 9th of September by 15. Alabama's lone loss was home against Texas by 10, and they've also won three straight. And since uh, they made the change and went back with Jalen Milrow as quarterback, Alabama is looking more like Alabama. A 24-10 win against Ole Miss, who has one of the most high-powered offenses in all the land. Their defense played very well in that game, giving up 10 points. They went down to Starkville last week and won 40-17 at Mississippi State. We talked about this pre-show, Boogie, that every single year since the existence of the college football playoff, even dating back to the BCS days when they took two teams, Alabama, since Nick Saban has been the head coach, has always been in the mix. Mm -hmm. Every year they're either in the college football playoff or people are making arguments why they're not. And I don't see this year being any different. And Alabama is out for blood, brother. Yes, sir. Um, you know they are out for blood after a 
last second field goal loss against AM a couple of years back. I remember the girl oh, yeah. girl on the sideline screaming and yelling. And AM has uh beaten these guys before. The, the, that situation we date all the way back to Manziel upsetting Alabama at Tuscaloosa. Budding rivalry here, Jimbo Fisher. Um trying to prove that he is uh his team is legit. And um I think it's a tall order. I think Alabama is back to being Alabama. Connor Wegman, the quarterback for Texas A&M, is top five in the country in QBR. But what I'm looking at is they haven't faced, he hasn't faced a defense like this tied defense. Alabama, I think, is going to come down to College Station today and get a W. And um, that was one of the ones that we chose here. 12.30 CBS, Alabama Moneyline, minus 130. CU at the window, folks. Yeah, I think Alabama oh. definitely needs to get back to the way that they used to be able to just uh, dominate. They don't have the uh, the superstar quarterback of a two of a Bryce Young uh, this year. They're still trying to figure that out. But I think that's why going back to Milrow definitely uh, is going to help this team out, give them some confidence. Um, yeah, there was a thrilling, <clears throat> thrilling win for A and M a few years ago. Bryce Young was quarterbacking in for Alabama, and they lost forty-one thirty-eight. Um, but this Alabama team, I think, finally has a little bit of an identity, and I think that you're asking me, just going to be a coin flip here. Who's going to win the game? I got to go Alabama here. I think they're led by Nick Saban, uh, Jimbo Fisher, obviously on the other side of that sideline. Uh, A and M looking forward to uh, at Fort Field being able to play. Well against this team, I just think Alabama, the way that they'll uh, be able to come out, I think they can get the W here. You're not having to lay points. It's only minus 130. Give me Alabama minus 130 on the money line. Alabama minus 130 money line for our second college football pick. And the winner of this game, Bugs, will be in sole possession of first place in the SEC West. It's a big deal. The other... SEC East is up for grabs, too, with Georgia and Kentucky. Winner of that game will be in sole possession of the SEC East. Alabama looking to right the ship here. Um, it, it starts with this game right here. To be 5-1 and one halfway through the year, they got to have to be damn near perfect in the back half of the season to set up an SEC championship slash college football playoff appearance on the line when they play Georgia if they get there. We like Alabama today on CBS. They get the win down in A&M, I think, Saban will out-coach, and I think his team is better. Flat out. There you go. We go back to a very similar team that actually made us some money last week, and that's the Colorado Buffaloes. They competed very well with USC, and they lost by 7, 48-41. And they go through that two-game gauntlet, 0-2, and now finally a breath of fresh air as Colorado goes on the road to take on Arizona State. And, Boogie, I want to tell you a quick story about Arizona State. Mm. Their one win this year was on August 31st against Southern Utah, a 24-21 win where they kicked a field goal at the horn. Ever since then, they lost at home to Oklahoma State by 12. They lost to Fresno at home 29-0. They lost to USC at home 42-28, and they lost at Cal by a field goal. Four straight losses for the Arizona State Sun Devils. Finally, Coach Prime is going to get his first conference win here today, and that is going to be our third college pick today, the Colorado Buffaloes at 3.30 on the Pac-12 Network. Money line, minus $1.70. Colorado beats Arizona State to get the 4-2 and two and get their first Pac-12 win. Uh, yeah, I mean, Colorado offense is going to be clicking today against this Arizona State team. That's not good. 
Um, Arizona State's offense is horrendous. Colorado, you're going to see a next level with them, uh, with Shador leading and his wide receivers. Uh, that defense got to be shored up, but I think with catching a break uh, after that gauntlet with USC and Oregon back to back, I mean, you had hope, uh, but if you were a Colorado backer, uh, obviously USC has a lot of uh, work still to do uh, with that defense. Uh, but it was just too much offense with Caleb Williams last week. But great uh, heart last week to show Colorado was able to still score, uh, closing in and only losing by seven. Yeah, Arizona State, a terrible team here. Colorado should be able to take care of business. That defense for Colorado is still not very good, but their offense is going to be too much for Arizona State. Give me Colorado on the money line, minus $1.70. Colorado minus 170 for our third pick. That's at 3.30 on the Pac-12 network. We fast forward to the 5 o'clock on Fox game, and we continue our trend of West Coast action as Fresno State comes in at 5-0, and uh, the number 24 team in the country, and they go on the road for the first time um, in conference to take on a Wyoming team who has impressed this year. And both of these teams are undefeated in conference, along with Boise State, UNLV, and Air Force. Big-time early season Mountain West matchup here. And when you look at these two teams, they're a combined 9-1. and one. With Fresno State winning all their games, their most impressive win was at Purdue 39-35. But how good is Purdue, really? Great. Um, double OT win by three to Eastern Washington. Arizona State, they won 29-0. And then they beat Kent State and Nevada, who are two of the worst programs in Division One. You flip to Wyoming, they opened their most impressive win was a double overtime week one victory against Texas Tech. They beat Portland State, App State, and New Mexico the last few weeks. Their lone loss was at Texas, and you know, they really competed hard against Texas. I was very impressed with what I saw from this Wyoming team. And we talked about this, Boogie, pre, pre-taping here, that Wyoming is very hard to beat up in Laramie. It's kind of a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their, their fans are very passionate. And that's really all they care about up in Laramie is the Wyoming Cowboys. And I think this is going to be Fresno State's toughest test. I think they will be lucky to get out of there with a win. I think Wyoming can upset Fresno State. And for that reason, we're going to take the seven points. That's our next pick, 5 o'clock on Fox. Wyoming plus seven at home against Fresno State. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Oh, that's, that's the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, so Wyoming here. We come in with Wyoming playing a very, very good uh, Fresno State high-flying uh, offense, obviously. But playing down or down there and uh, up there in Wyoming here, it's going to be really tough in Laramie. Um, Wyoming's been playing very well. They're actually uh, scoring an average of about almost 27 points a game. Yeah. And I like their offense and their defense to be able to give fits to Fresno State today. <coughs> um, maybe even pull up the, uh, the upset here. Yeah. Um, I think that Wyoming has played very well against tougher competition, and they're at home. Uh, you got to give me uh, the six here. We're going to buy it to seven. Mm-hmm. Buying it to seven, minus 130. Give me Wyoming, plus seven. Possible upset with them keeping it close at home. Wyoming, plus seven, and a big-time Mountain West showdown. I've been impressed with what I've seen with Wyoming, and at home, they're dangerous. Look out for Wyoming tonight, 5 o'clock on Fox, plus seven. Last but not least, brother, we go to the late night. Late, late <laughs> night me. action. Arizona and USC, and I don't know how many times I have to say it, but it seems like every time this team is laying a ton of points, it's a coin flip if they cover or not. Mm. Big time favorite against San Jose State. Didn't cover. 
Then they did cover against Nevada and Stanford. So everyone's on the hype train. At Arizona State, didn't cover. Colorado, didn't cover. All laying very large numbers. And let's not forget that USC has a big game next week at Notre Dame. Potential look-ahead spot. There was a few of these look-ahead spots, but I think this is the best one to kind of tail. Because Arizona is a very formidable opponent. Yes, their three wins were against Northern Arizona, UTEP, and Stanford. But when you look at their two losses this season, they were very competitive. They lost down at Starkville at an SEC opponent, Mississippi State, 31-24 in overtime. And last week against Washington, they lost 31-24. They played very, very well in that game. That really impressed me. And I think Washington right now is a more solid team overall than USC because USC lacks defense. And I think Arizona can really keep this thing close. Um, We saw it last week, fading USC, laying three touchdowns. They won by seven. Yeah, their offense scores every time they have the ball, but their defense gives up points almost every time they're on the field. And until they correct that, I'm not going to be comfortable laying any type of number of this magnitude with the Trojans. And I'm not going to feel very comfortable that they're going to be able to survive a Pac-12 run where they got to play Utah and Washington and Oregon. Until they prove to me that they can play a lick of defense, I will fade them laying this number every single time, especially if they're playing a good opponent. And I think Arizona's a good opponent. And I believe that this will be closer than what people are going to think. I know USC's at home, which is a big deal. But Arizona hasn't lost a game by this many points all season. And the way they played Washington really opened my eyes. And I think that Arizona can really make this a, uh, a, a tight game. And you're giving me three touchdowns. And that's our last play of the night. 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 10.30 Eastern, late night, Pac-12 after dark on ESPN, the return of that. We'll take Arizona plus the 21 points. I'll see you at the window, our last play, Arizona plus 21. Yeah, I mean, I have thought about this a lot um, over the years. I have backed favorites, um, and I have now looked a little bit smarter as to what what really the trends are, what is going on with uh, this, these teams. They're looking forward to playing more exciting games than this. This is actually going to be a, a little bit of a rivalry that's going to go away yeah. as uh, both teams are leaving the Pac-12. Very good basketball matchup. Too. Very, very good basketball matchup, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think that USC is definitely going to be looking forward to playing against Notre Dame more next week. I think that the uh, the overall competition, though, with this Pac-12 conference has been unbelievable, <coughs> where I don't think a lot of people thought about it as a, a very good conference until probably the second, second third week when we saw what was really going on. Uh, this Arizona team has impressed me, um, and I think, again, this is more of a look ahead for me with USC, um, and they can't blow anybody out, They're, and their defense is really, really bad. They yeah. really have a bad defense. You would think that Lincoln Riley would shore things up. Obviously, it's got uh, the offense there with Caleb Williams there and all of his star receivers. But I cannot go to the window backing lane 21 with Arizona. Um, playing pretty good competition, too. So give me Arizona. I'll take them. Um, again, this is more of a play against USC. They cannot cover 
um, the higher numbers even against lower competition, and you have them playing a big game against Notre Dame next week, yep. give me Arizona plus 21. That's our show, everybody. That's um, it. We got a dog and a favorite in baseball, and we got three dogs and two favorites in college football. Overall, seven picks, four dogs, and three favorites. It's a beautiful thing. Love it. Abiding by the commandments of sports investing. Texas Rangers plus 123 and the Houston Astros minus 151 are our baseball picks. Oklahoma Sooners plus six. Alabama money line minus 130. Colorado money line minus 170. Wyoming plus seven. And Arizona plus 21. That's how we do it, everybody. Look forward to a winning day. And we will see you guys tomorrow for episode 284 NFL Sunday football. Sunday fun day. Happy Saturday. Have a good day. Be safe out there. And good luck. Happy winning. Bear it out. Boogie out.